Yo, yo, yo. Podcast point guard here, Derek Lamont, July 16th, episode three, Off the Porch Podcast. Like I told you in early episodes, got a little bit, just trying to spread all this, spread all this news and this sports to you in the only way that I can. Coming off them screens, hitting them threes, throwing you that information. Coming off that screen, dishing that dime to the back door that you get that easy bucket of information that only I can give. In the sports world, we've been talking about a lot lately, or at least watching and listening a lot. Uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, uh, Rudy Gobert, you know, all these Golden State being remarkable in every fashion of being remarkable this year. The exhausting debates of who is the GOAT between LeBron James and Michael Jordan. G.G. Jackson decommitting from North Carolina. I don't have anything negative to say about the kid. He is a kid and made a decision that was best for his family. I'm going to cover that in a little bit in this episode. And just generally, I guess this is a free fall episode for me right now where just whatever's cooking whatever play i see in the playbook that i think is gonna execute the best that's where we gonna go i want to start off talking about summer league basketball i am a sports nerd i can watch basketball from au to even the little little kids rec games where there's no score so i have thoroughly 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 have enjoyed myself some of the takes that i have gathered from watching the summer league is first is wow the wow comes in because of the simple factor that there was a time you couldn't really pay nobody to watch summer league ball unless it was a pick that was from their home team, their team that they love, and they wanted to just kind of get an idea how that player play. I've always been with Summer League. Like, my Hornets have never won a Summer League, but I watch it just as if that Summer League trophy is really, really credible. I wanted to talk first about you know, some of those early um, early draft picks, you know, in the draft this year, we had uh, Palo Bancaro from that university. Them four letters. I wanted to talk about Chet Holgram from Gonzaga. Maybe a little bit about Smith from Auburn. And I wanted to talk about Jaden Ivey Duran. Uh, then Mark Williams with Charlotte. Early on, what I'm seeing with uh, Mr. Bancaro, very skilled player. I mean, polished player. If he wouldn't have had a, had to had, ah, excuse me, had to have a year of eligibility to enter the league, I think he probably would have been a top three or top four pick in last year's draft, loosely stating. I also think that 
the Orlando Magic made the move that was best for them. There was a lot of talk about Smith. Smith is nice. I love how he has an effortless jumper. Participates on D. But I guess when you're checking like the high side, the upside, who has the greater upside at this early moment, Bencaro does. Possibly could be rookie of the year, but he's not my way too early pick for rookie of the year. I will give you that in a moment. But I think that he's going to make that Orlando team slightly better. I still think that they're probably two to three pieces away from really making something shake in the playoff hunt. So now we get into um, Smith, Jabari Smith from Auburn. Long, tall, got length. Got a very wet jumper. This man can produce water from that jumper in the Sahara Desert in 29 Palms. The man's got a jumper that is remarkable. There's some things still work on his game. I mean, he is a two-way. I think he does play pretty good defense. But, you know, coming out of college, still somewhat in a kid's body, even though he is in a man's body. He at least has a kid's mind. He's got to figure out how to play against these LeBron Jameses and the Anthony Davises and the Kawhi Leonard's and the Zion Williamses. Oh, Lord Jesus, so many great athletic talents that are already out there. And I think that's the beauty of when you start talking about these prospects is like where they can rank, where they could be. It's always very exciting to me. I always rank them higher than what they are or what the impact would be because I don't really want to see nobody fail in anything that's their dream. Of the, well, really in anything they do, I don't want to see nobody fail. Before I go any further, shout out, you know, to the Off the Porch family. A1 Roberta Son, one of the dopest rappers out. You can find him on all streaming platforms, Tidal, Apple, yo, wherever you consume and digest your music. He's constantly in the kitchen, whipping up, cooking it up, getting it prepared for you in a way that only he can. Shout out the A1 Roberta Son on podcast family, Oscar Maldonado, Mario Vivas, my man Genia Why? He know who I'm talking about. He in the he in the hit. Um, Big D, Danielle Bateman, Chris, Presidential, Cartier Kane, yo, shout out to that man. But if nobody has told any of you, anybody out here listening, or you don't feel loved today, or you don't feel valued today, your podcast point guard loves you, values you, and is thankful for you. Okay, so now when we swing back into talking about these great prospects that we have had on them, that we have been able to see them display their talents at Summer League, I wanted to talk about Chet Holgram. I want to say a freakish talent. Very tall, very long. I believe he's seven feet. Very thin, though. Probably looked like me if he was to stretch me to seven feet. That's not a good thought to think of, but hey. If I'd been his height, I'd been in the league too. I'm just saying. I think offensively, we haven't seen anything like this since Kevin Durant, to me an opinion. No, he is not Kevin Durant. I don't put him on the same trajectory path of Kevin Durant. 
but being a very tall, lanky, long, can handle the rock, can shoot, can get down there inside. The thing that he does that Kevin Durant really doesn't do, but I feel like if he would have put the effort in or want to put his mind into it, being a great defensive player, at least blocking shots from the weak side and going straight up with guys, um, having such a thin frame, the only issue that he has right now is when these jokers start banging and colliding and they banging and clanging out there, it's going to make for a difficult situation for him. But, you know, they got some of the best world-class sports nutritionists in professional sports. They got some of the best weight trainers in professional sports. And the kid looks like he loves basketball. He looks like he's happy to play basketball. And he's got a little swagger with a little razzle-dazzle with it. I like that little razzle-dazzle that he brings to the table. I think that that razzle-dazzle just is kind of going to be a little bit of that ego that helps keep him pushing to maybe an all-star. I don't know if he's a league MVP. I won't never state with a young guy if he could possibly be league MVP because when Nikolai Jokic came into the league, I didn't believe that he would be a league MVP. When Steve Nash came came into the league from Santa Clara, I had no idea that he would be league MVP, even though, no disrespect to anybody, one of them is Kobe, respectfully. So it's always hard to just judge like what a player's impact but I feel like when it comes to being an all-star that is not hard to judge with certain players you can look at their skill set you can look at just where they're at right now that more than likely depending on team fit you can probably see them in the all-star game let's take Andrew Wigan everybody was ready to use the title bust and To be quite honest, I was right on that line. I was really on that line where I was about to be like, wow, that number one pick didn't pan out. But I had to correct myself because that number one pick panned out. It just didn't pan pan out in Minnesota. So then we get to Jaden Ivey, drafted by the um, Detroit Pistons. Excellent talent. He gets a lot of comparisons to that boy John Morant. I think that might be a little hefty because he does a killer instinct than John Morant that we just seen from day one of him coming into the league. That kind of lets us, you know, kind of gave us an indication that he was going to be the truth from the gate. Let's let's just be real about it. None of us did not think in any form or fashion that he would not be the truth. But Jaden Ivey, he's special. The boy got bunnies. He's got wheels. That means he can jump and he can run. Decent jump shot, still got to work on it. His mama played in the WNBA. She won a WNBA title. She helped nurture him to this point. And if you think he ain't going to be yelling mama when that shot ain't fall. So... I'm going to go out on a limb, one of my first limbs. I might have to pay for it later, but if I have to, so be. The Detroit Pistons, to me, with the additions of Jaden Ivey, 
and the addition of Jalen Duran. And then you get the opportunity to have Cade Cunningham on that squad. If Dwayne Casey can get this thing figured out early and get these roles established, Detroit Pistons could be an eighth seed in the East or at least playing in the play-in. You heard it here first. But then it brings my disappointment because then I have to start thinking about my Charlotte Hornets where, like I told you, nothing on here would be too traumatizing that they would, we would cry. But daggone it, family, I feel like right now I should be crying. I mean, we had the 13th and the 15th pick. And in that 13th and 15th pick, we traded the 13th away. And by trading the 13th away, that was Jalen Durant. So now you can ask yourself the question, should we have kept Durant and traded Williams to Detroit? Or did we do right and kept Williams and sent Durant to Detroit? In my honest opinion, I feel like long-term we made the right decision because I love the motor of Mark Williams. We have to be honest, if you go to that four-letter school in Durham, you already one of the best in the nation in your class. And if you wouldn't have had to run into them Tar Heels, baby. Go Tar Heels. Dun, 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 Mark Williams might would be a national champion right now. From what I've seen in the summer league, I don't know if he's just being passive or he's trying to fit in or adjust. You know, we don't gauge anything from the summer league unless they really stand out amongst the competition. But one thing I do know from seeing quite a few of his games with that four-letter school, great rim protection. We'll dunk on you. We'll get bored. I don't think that he really has to put on a lot more weight. I think a healthy fighting weight about seven more pounds. Stay in the weight room. He's going to be excellent for us as we go on. I think Jalen Duran, who did not go to as prestigious of a school, but is highly talented who wouldn't take a visit with us pre-draft, I don't think really wanted to be in Charlotte. I think short term, we could have got a lot out of him, but I do also feel that when it would have got time to pay him and get a real deal when he get out that rookie contract, he would have ran for the hills. So therefore, long term, I feel like we made the best decision. And I will take that with me until I see different. Um, Those are the main guys that I wanted to key on. But before I really get off these prospects and talk about some of the other things that's going on, I want to give a shout out to Brady Manick, who was a senior at Carolina last year, led us to the national championship. He wasn't drafted, at least yet. Well, wasn't drafted. And... 
can I put this? I feel he has a chance to make the Hornets at least as on the G League and then eventually down the line make the main roster because he still has a very pure shot. I can't like take take nothing away from that. I mean the the guys the guy came out of Oklahoma after four years at Oklahoma. They loved him down there in Norman, from what I understand. We brought him in as a graduate transfer, and he helped bring back that pride to Chapel Hill. And I want to see that man in the league. I know I'm old enough for my wants not to hurt. But within saying that, I want to see that man make it. I pray that he makes it. Um, Same as I feel with uh, Sharif O'Neal. Scottie Pippen Jr., uh, Mac McClung, who was already in the league with the G League, but I want to see these guys get an opportunity to try to help a franchise win. Part of my frustration that I had with Borrego last year, with us having Kai Jones and Nick Richards, and at a time, Vernon Carey, uh, a lot of young guys that are going to have to get that burn at some time didn't really get the burn, just kept sending him down to the G League. I was really caping for book night. Then he got a little irresponsible at different points and understand there was some situations and rifts came in with that. Got Steve Clifford back to kind of regulate some things, get discipline back in there, get back to playing, inspired D. So I look forward to that. I mean, that you, you would be wrong not to want to see the best out of your young talent. And while I got a moment, I just want to give a shout out to everybody out there that's following their dreams, taking that step forward of walking into their purpose. I salute you to all those out there who said maybe tomorrow, tomorrow ain't promised. If you're looking for a podcast, that will encourage you and inspire you and have people with stories that of their life and how they have taken crappy situations and turned them into some of the better situations or people that it might not have been that crappy they just decided to step out on faith and saw their whole life change like what I'm doing right now I'm stepping out on faith I'm doing what I dream I'm doing what I envision and I'm loving every moment of it right now. And I thank you for allowing me to come into your homes, your cars, your phone devices, your laptops, and bring this heat to you. And if nobody has said that they love you today, your podcast point guard loves you. All right. Now back to it. Let's get into this whole NBA free agency trade scenarios and to be quite honest, a lot of people would say, oh, it started with a bang. like, it, And then it just wilted off. I'm here to tell you that that's not the case. Basically, the Kevin Durant situation, the Kyrie Irving situation, and I'm going to say partly now the Donovan Mitchell situation out there in Utah. 
is what has now held up um, free agency and even some trades that teams would make. I can even say with Miles Bridges deciding to play Mike Tyson's punch out has even messed up some some plans and maneuvers that my Charlotte Hornets wanted to make. But my problem with Kevin Durant, because I feel like you should be able to go wherever you want to go. As soon as a team don't want you no more, they send you wherever they want to send you. And you have a right to go where you want to. You watch James Harden force his way out of two places. You've seen Kyrie force his way out a couple of places. There's a lot of situations where these things have happened. I'm not going to knock Kevin Durant because he's ready to get out of Brooklyn when the heat hits the fan. I mean, when a person shows you who they are, you've got to believe them. And I mean, once they they blow that 3-1 to Golden State when he was at OKC with um Mr. Westbrook, the next thing we know, he was in a Warriors jersey. I'm not knocking it. You do what's best for you. You got ring, you got final MVP. So now, instead of just staying in Golden State and trying to take that dynasty to a whole nother level, I just... I just feel like now when Kevin Durant is unhappy anywhere, my next thought is where is he going? I pick with my homeboys and I'd say that he's going to Golden State. I think ideally if he wants to revive his career and he wants to take this thing to the next level of at least of how his legacy go, Go home. Go to Washington. Be a wizard. You and Bradley Beal. You got Kuzma over there. You got uh Rui Hachimura. There's been some other moves that's been made there. Maybe not the best of moves, but it's still early on. You can get some some veteran deals in there. Um, you got Cody Kiesper, the guy you drafted like two years ago. Um, I think Troy Brown Jr. still there. I could be wrong. Um, oh yeah, and you got Christoph Porzingis at once they called a unicorn. And I feel like if you can lead them to the Eastern Conference Finals, not even a finals, you got rings, man. But to take that franchise and send them to a higher echelon than what they were, that's what you need. You need that LeBron approach. Because when LeBron went back to Cleveland, he made show. He turned into Superman. He turned into Super Scion Bron. And that man there brought Cleveland a ring and Cleveland don't win nothing they don't win anything but they got a ring because of LeBron James KD go to Washington go to Washington man revive that situation bring some life into that situation give us another team to look out for you going to Washington makes the NBA better my friend brother Kyrie Irving Whatever you got to tell Sean Marks, Brother LeBron, whatever you got to tell Rob Palenka and Jenny Buss, you make this thing happen. Because all that I'm hearing, the only thing that I'm hearing is that it's about draft picks. And like last year when it was 
I forgot who they was trying to bring into the organization. Draft picks became. I think it was when there was talks about John Wall, maybe for Russell Westbrook, and Houston wanted a draft pick. Man, look, you're trying to win. LA don't stock like like stockpile draft picks. Like, if I'm not mistaken, when the Rams won the Super Bowl, the general manager had a very choice shirt that LeBron liked 100% that said, F them draft picks. So if the culture of your team for all these years have never really been predicated on your draft picks, and the city that your franchise has been in that has other teams that have been successful and it's never been predicated off of draft picks, why are you hanging on so feverishly to draft picks? Draft picks are a symbol of the future. You have a LeBron James right now that's in that win-now window. You got Anthony Davis that you don't know how long his body's going to hold up. So he's in a win-now situation. And then you're bringing in first-year head coach Darvin Ham. And Darvin Ham, I think, is going to be great. He's going to bring a certain toughness, a certain grit to L.A., that I think has been missing for a while. But LeBron has shown you now he's not playing 82 games, respectfully. No disrespect to LeBron, he's not playing 82 games no more. Anthony Davis, with full disrespect, you're not playing 82 games. I mean, doggone, you step on the paper clip, now you got a little paper cut you out for six months. You need a dude like Kyrie Irving to create his own shot has a jumper, has a three, can get into the paint and kick it out to whatever so-called shooters you have at the time. But while you're sitting here covered in draft picks, you let Malik Monk, who was one of your best players last year because of the circumstances, we watched him grow up just in that one season of trials and tribulations, and you let him run to Sacramento. I understand money might be limited, but that's when you start moving around. That's what you have a GM for. Kyrie Irving is not a Laker this year. And the Lakers don't reach any kind of expectation that they have set forth for themselves. LeBron James will be gone next year. And the only way that LeBron James won't be gone is if they ship Anthony Davis on the first train smoke. But another year, if he's not up to par, that's another year with his draft stock down the window. Rudy Gobert getting this King's Ransom to Utah to come to Minnesota. So now Brooklyn thinks that they should get an even bigger King's Ransom because of KD. Logically, that's true. But Minnesota's some idiot. Minnesota, even though in the last couple of years they've made some moves, they're still the Jets. They're the New York Jets. They can't get out their own way. You got a center who could be an MVP candidate any year, can stretch out the three, block shots, rebound, all pro. And you go get Rudy Gobert to push Towns to the four. I'm sorry, but Carl Anthony Towns is not a four, people. Doing this Rudy Gobert with all them draft picks for Rudy Gobert. How are you going to grow? You're not the Lakers. You're the Timberwolves. How will you grow? So, 
y'all are going to spend money now and just bring in big time free agents this is not a Shaq deal this is a Gobert deal kind of disgusting to be quite honest to me and then the Phoenix Suns before I get off of here have the unmitigated gall to want to give Mikael Bridges $90 million and let DeAndre Ayton a prime big man in this league go and now more than likely will probably be in Indiana somehow I wish Charlotte come up with some money and try to make this thing happen it's going to be an interesting time in the league it's going to be just interesting all together but I'm going to get off of here start thinking about what I'm going to be in the lab with next remember I love you all nobody's told you they loved you I loved you and I hope that you caught these dimes up through to you and got the easy buckets of information y'all be good one love I love you all